covered by the Saints for a touchdown. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go, to practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill, to Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! We are Inside Black and Gold. Week 15, Saints, Giants. More blue coming to the dome. Steve Geller here (laughs) along with Jeff Nowak. And man, oh man, uh, a lot, you know, is being talked about, obviously, with this matchup. And uh, we'll get in with more of the G-Men, with our special guest uh, coming up in the next segment. But, Jeff, I, I don't know with this team anymore. I, I think that the uh, the line already is the Saints are plus six heading into this matchup. What does Vegas know that we don't? You mean minus six. Minus six. Yeah, sorry. They're I was about to say. Favorites, right. That would be crazy if they were six-point underdogs. <laughs> um, that would be saying a lot. But, no, I mean, I think that, that that's Vegas saying they don't believe in the Tommy DeVito story, right? Which, But the problem is – you saw a similar thing happen when the Saints win faced Joshua Dobbs. So that's what I'm worried about is it happens again. Um, Hopefully, like, you know, the, the Dobbs start, the story arc kind of went, you know, hit the pitfall now where hopefully the DeVito uh, story ends up taking the turn for the worse in New Orleans now. I don't know. The, the difference in this game compared to that game is you at least have several games that you can look at and scout yeah. a guy. Whereas I think that they were caught a little off guard by how they operated with Joshua Dobbs, right? Like, so, you know, hopefully that's the case. But yeah, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about the Giants. We're going to have Pat Trana come on. She's a host of Lockdown Giants. She's been covering the Giants forever. So she'll have some really great insight into what to expect. Also going to pick X factors like always. You're going to hear from Deuce McAllister. Also got some quotes from uh, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, all the, all your favorite folks, right. To uh, kind of, well, we're going to dive into that. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is international games, baby. They're upping the total from four to eight, which is a lot. I mean, I think eventually you're going to get to the point where every team takes at least one international trip. I think that's the idea is you're, you're ramping this up so that Every team in the NFL has to take one. Just like everyone has to play on Thursday night football at least once and now twice. Um, You can play twice. I think that's the idea is they're going to have an international slate where every team takes at least one international trip because that's really the only way to make it fair. Um, And like you're you're getting I mean, you're already talking talking Mexico, Brazil, Germany, London. And I guess my question for you, Steve, is if you had to take one of those trips, which one would you prefer? Who I was fortunate, you know, the last year I got to do sideline was a London trip. So that's easy to scratch that off the list. And I, I guess Brazil be the most interesting uh, to me with Germany right after it. But man, uh, get your passport ready, sir. You're going to be traveling soon. Where, which one, which destination would you look most Louis looking forward to? I've never been to any of them. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I, I'm not a big international travel guy. I've been to China, but I think you're going to see <laughs> oh, the NBA okay. in China before before the NFL in China. Brazil's interesting because you know, there's a lot of political unrest in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of a strange. Um, but, but I know, obviously, if it's, you know, who wouldn't want to go to Rio? Yeah, I was just uh, thinking more of the carnival aspect of it. Right, right. No, I, I think Brazil would be would be very interesting. Germany would also be, you know, one thing that I'm always impressed by when you when you watch these these games 
is like the fans they're into yes. it you know they're i the the germany would be fun because you know i the the it was two years ago it wasn't this past season but it was the last season 2022 it was the seahawks and bucks in germany it wasn't even a great game like it kind of ended up being a a walk, uh, you know, a, a pull away win for the Bucks in the end. But like, like a half hour after the game ended, they were doing the post game show, and there was it, the entire crowd was like still there screaming, "Take me home, country roads." <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" Um, and it's just kind of fun. It's like there's that soccer, you know, the the the, yeah. the that's kind of the atmosphere you have. It's oh. funny you mentioned that the the London game they showed Jason Sudeikis was in the stands and the Ted entire Lasso. yeah the, yeah Ted Lasso exactly and the entire crowd starts singing Sweet Caroline so that was very cool yeah I know so it's it's fun and the, you know, the NFL makes a shitload of money on it so they're gonna keep doing it but yeah I think that's kind of where you're headed is that every year you're gonna have at least one international trip and I mean you're getting close to it now I mean you're talking eight games that is sixteen teams. Uh, with the exception of maybe the the Jaguars have multiple games, so like maybe fifteen teams. So that's a you're already at the point where half the league is taking a, 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 at least one international trip. Um, so that's kind of uh, you know it's just something that's going to be like a fact of the season. We're gonna in a couple of years we're gonna be looking at it and saying, okay, how many primetime games do they have? You know, how many Monday night games? Right. What, and and how many times do they have to leave the country? Right. And which and how long is that trip? You know, what's the time difference? Do, do you feel at all that we might we could be? And I'm not saying I don't know. Maybe five to seven, ten years down the line, could there be a team NFL team based internationally? Well, that's kind of my point. Is I think you, once you get to the point where every team takes at least one international trip, then it's easier to do because you've already had yeah. that baked into the schedule, and everyone already has that mechanic sorted out. And so it stops being a oh crap, we have to figure out how to go to Germany and all oh, the time change, right? Right, because uh, every team already has like the the ability to do that, but I think you have to kind of get that into the just expected atmosphere of a season. And once you do that, then I think you can. Um, and you start talking about like, okay, they're going to have long road trips where you know they have four games here and then they go back. And so you, I think you're yeah. going to have like a sister city situation where you have a team in London, but then they also have a home base in a San Antonio, right? Where like they, it's like, okay, so you got four games stateside. So where do you go? You have to have a facility. I think that's where you're going to end up, what you're going to end up seeing. But it's interesting. It's very, they would be the first league to really do that. And so uh, once they do, then you're going to start seeing NBA follow suit and try to do weird stuff. Anyway, uh, where this yeah, isn't a for the NFL man. We, we've kind of got off track, but it's just interesting, you know. And the Saints yeah. are probably going to have training camp in California. Like that's going to be interesting, and it's just going to be, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to travel. Anyway, moving on. You know, I, I'm curious. So I talked about this on yesterday's pod, the pod that post, posted Thursday morning. Um, but I'm curious to hear your take. So the Saints. They control their own destiny, quote unquote, right? That they win their final four games during the playoffs. But I don't think there's a lot of belief out there that they can actually do it. And I'm, I, I know what I think, but I'm curious how you feel about it. Do you think that it's a pie in the sky thing? Do you feel confident that they can get it done? Where do you land on this like the final four games? We're there. We're at the end of the season. This is the home stretch. Do you yeah. think they can get it done? I would say at this point, from what I've seen out of this team, I do not believe they can go on this four-game run. I would love it to happen. Obviously, it's still possible. Uh, the the opponents you have aren't that impressive world beaters, although, you know, the Giants are on a, their own little streak right now. You had the the Falcons take a little bit of a surge to take over the, the, the South initially. Um, but the, the division... 
it's it's hard because there's still those two games too against you know division opponents. I just don't see him being. I, I maybe three and one to close out the year, but I just don't see him being able to go a, a four and zero. And I don't think Dennis Allen team has ever gone four and zero. Well, one four straight, I should say. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't. They won three so maybe, won- maybe he can change that too. And there's a first for everything. They've won three straight before, and I right. think, I think I, that's kind of. I think I agree with where you're coming from there. I I think that there's probably three and one in there in that team. I don't know if there's a four and zero in that team. <laughs> Um, and so, but there is a chance you get to the playoffs going three and one, you'd have to make it at nine and eight, but then that's, right. that's always seems to be the, it's like, if you yeah. go to, if you get to 10 wins, it feels like you'll pretty much guarantee yourself a spot. And you could say this at the beginning of the season, you could say this at the end of the season, it always seems to be that way. Whereas if you're at nine and eight, then a lot of times it's going to re- depend on the tiebreakers and the saints due to no one's fault, but their own find themselves on the wrong side of a lot of these tiebreakers. So I, I agree with you. I'm not, I wouldn't put any money on it, um, but I am rooting for it because that would be cool. You know? Yeah. I am not all about draft positioning right now. I don't want to talk about draft right now. I'm still definitely, I want to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then and it's like, cause right. Because it's like, everyone's mad about one thing or another, <laughs> but would you would, you're telling me that if they went five and O to close out this season and made the playoffs, people would be mad about it. See, that's crazy to me. Well, because um, that, yeah, the, the rationale is, oh, that means DA staying and nothing's changing. That's exactly what it is. But and I don't think and, and to be fair, I understand it because I do think if they go five and zero and make the playoffs, I think DA stays because you, you don't fire your head coach after a 10 win playoff season. You just Other don't. Changes could happen, though. There, right. there I be- still think that you that you uh, kind of reorder Damn. the offensive staff and you do stuff like that. I think you find a new play caller, you you adjust. But yeah, I mean, I think. That is the – I understand why people would be like, damn it, because they desperately <laughs> want to see D.A. gone and fine. But at the same time, going into the season, I predicted 10 and 7. So if they got the 10 and 7, that wouldn't be a failure. It would just be Not like, at all, you, got, right. you know, it was miserable the whole way, but you found a way. And anyway, but so, you know, one of the ways that I think there's a chance this team makes the playoffs is if someone just grabs Derek Carr by the back of the head and like shoves him into a locker before every game. Um, because like, like, I'm pretty sure that this is a guy who gets very comfortable. And when he feels like everyone's friends and on his side, he doesn't play that. Exactly. And here's the thing. I think Dennis Allen might, might agree with that because this is what he had to say. He was on sports talk, uh, talking to Bobby and this, they were talking about the fight with Eric McCoy. And this, I thought what he had to say was interesting. Coach Allen, everyone talks about, uh, I don't know, maybe, um, in the 21st century, they're a little more sensitive, as of late, to me, it was no big deal. I agree with you 100%. Come on, it's football. Uh, the, you know, like, uh, you might have arguments with your wife. You have arguments with your teammate. You can't keep it uh, to heart. It's just in the heat of the battle. And you look what occurred between Eric uh, McCoy and Derek Carr. I mean, I, I thought you were right on here. These things uh, or these kinds of things happen on the field. I'm glad that both of them had the balls to stand up and fight. Uh, and then I wouldn't read too much into it, and and then you just move on. If you look at it, uh, that might have light a fire because uh, Derek Carr all of a sudden has 82 of his 119 passing yards came in the fourth quarter after all that happened. So it's all a, a matter of coming together and y'all fighting for the same goal. But a lot of times when you have incidents like that, I've been part of that. On the sideline and on the field. So, 
I mean, now they got more cameras and everything. But to me, um, the public uh, tends to make more of a big deal out of that. And I said this in the point after, after the game. I said, all of them know after that happened, we scored more and played better. So, so why is that a negative? I mean, I look at it and uh, you know, no one is going to pout and, uh, you know, going to hold a, a grudge or their feelings hurt. I think it's football. And a lot of the fans have to understand that, uh, that you're trying to compete at the highest level. And uh, I, my estimation or, or guess that it was probably something to do with the protection. <laughs> It was like, who do you call? <laughs> the Mike linebacker or whatever. And then I, I know you're always supposed to block the A-cap up the middle. I know that. You block inside out. So if I'm Bobby, just guessing. Like you've had that experience before. <laughs> yeah, hell yes, I did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hey, look, you know. Obviously, you'd rather that not happen because usually when those things happen, they happen out of frustration when things aren't going the way that you want it to go. Uh, but sometimes those types of things kind of light a spark under everybody and, and kind of get everybody fired up a little bit. And I do think we played better after after that. And so, look, it, it's something that it happened uh, in the heat of the battle. You address it, you move on, and here we go. So I don't look too much into it more than that and and – I think those guys are going to be just fine. Yeah, and so like it is funny to hear the head coach be like, "Yeah, we played better after after Eric, you know, just said, you know, to stop being a stop being a moron and throw the ball, and and probably more something between. Uh, I remember like you, I think you asked Tyron about maybe you know those halftime yelling matches or whatever happens to fire up the team afterwards. Maybe that should happen before the game. Yeah. It does feel like that. It feels right. like at times this team is just very passive and they're, you know, and suddenly it's like, just be mean and go out there, go out there and be the bully, you know? Yes. Oh. Uh, and so I guess it takes Eric being bullied to feel like he needs to play like a bully. But, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause you know, I, we, we, I, I just want to play, uh, I, you know, and I'm not even going to play the clip, but I did think it was funny. If you listen to Derek Carr's press conference, I think he's bullying his own children. What's happening? I know. Believe me, that grabbed me. My kiddo was just stuttering, studying for a science exam, and I wasn't. I was not booing him while he was doing that. <laughs> no. Anyway, anyway, he said something along those lines. It was funny because he was talking about the booing, and he hears it, and um, like you know, he his kids are at these games, right? And it's got to be kind of weird, but sure, uh, right? I think he's. I don't know. Like from a from a perspective of how is he handling the the atmosphere. I think he's done a decent job in that. Like, uh, it's not an easy situation to be in when everyone's against you. Um, but I like that's the weird thing. I think he plays better when that's happening. So I don't know. That's just kind of something that uh, it'll be interesting to see how that go- plays out over the next. Yeah, few thank weeks. goodness he doesn't shrivel up and like you know cower kind of thing. He rises to the occasion. Uh, that that you can say at least, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe uh, that could change this week. You know, and everyone's like this in the stands. Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this is my freaking house. That's that's what I want Car to come out like. It's like I yeah. got to show them that yeah, the dome is my house. I agree. But all right, let's wrap up this segment. We're gonna bring in Pat Trainer, and we're gonna go through what to expect from the Giants. It's a really interesting team to talk about right now. Um, in terms of, you know, how good are they? Is it really, you know, are they beating a couple bad teams, but they beat a decent team in the Packers, or at least a team that was on a three-game winning streak just like they are right now. Um, so, you know, what type of team you're going to see coming to the Superdome, that kind of stuff. This is Inside Black and Gold. We'll be right back. <laughs> 